0: Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com, head on over to the research tab, And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello, friends. I hope you're having a lovely day, and I'm so thrilled to have today's guest, Dr. Bradley Campbell, joining us today. And today we are going to talk all about living vibrantly and how to navigate things like cognitive dissonance and staying present. Last week, we had Everyday Spy on the show where we talked about how to not get lured into headlines and ways to look at miss and disinformation in uh, a very positive way to keep you all on the straight and narrow. And this is really important. So here on the Rachel Varga podcast, we talk all about body, mind, spirit, energy optimization, in order to help you live your most beautiful, joyful, Vibrant life possible. And of course, I would be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about very uh, pertinent issues in today's world. And I'm just here to support you and help you hold the hope and the joy and all of that. So let me tell you about today's guest. But first, I would love for you to subscribe to the Rachel Varga official Facebook page and YouTube channel. And don't forget to hit the Bell so that you know when I go live next, and you can learn all things about today's guest and also myself and how you can work with me one on one at rachelvarga.ca. Forward slash blog, where you can actually search all episodes and uh, all cool things that I like to talk about here on the show. So, Dr. Prad Campbell is today's guest, and he is a holistic physician and runs an integrated holistic clinic just north of Chicago, Illinois, USA. He's founded a nonprofit, the Health Assurance Movement, whose goal is to Robin Hooding healthcare back to the masses. He's a chiropractic internist and acupuncturist and is finishing 10 years in his degrees in natural health care. And yes, I just saw my chiropractor this morning, and I have a lot of love for chiropractors and many of them who have ventured into the holistic health space. Welcome, Dr. Bradley Campbell. Great to have you here.
1: Great. Welcome. Thank you for uh, having me. Super happy to talk about like how to stay positive in this crazy time we're in.
0: Absolutely. So because of the nature of today's conversation, we are going to be speaking in a little bit of code. We're going to be referring to things as the thing, because we want this conversation to stay here and so that it reaches individuals that can really glean some joy and hope in today's very uh, interesting, difficult times. So Dr. Bradley Campbell, what are your tips for living vibrantly? What do you do to stay positive and happy and healthy and joyful amidst all this craziness?
1: I think you got to have things outside of, I mean, we're talking about the thing, but we're having, you got to have something outside of your work. Or your family, like you got to have a hobby. Like you were saying, you go four by fouring, like you got to go four by fouring or motorcycling or find a hobby or you kind of have to have an escape, right? So for me, it's my dog. I live right by the beach. I motorcycle. I check out coffee shops and travel and um, either go for long bike rides or plane rides or just go see friends and family. But I feel like if you want to live vibrantly, you want to have an escape and then you want to surround yourself with as many vibrant people as possible. So people who bring you up instead of bring you down, like you are kind of the sum of the three to five people you spend the most time with. So if you're spending time with people who are stuck in fear or who are very negative all the time or who are not very healthy, if that's what you want to be like, great. If it's not, well, maybe you should change the people you spend the most time with. Um, So I think the people you surround yourself escape um, to some kind of like fun thing and then just have some self-reflection time. Always, I think, helps people stay vibrant, whether that's self-care, like you going to your chiropractor this morning or having a skincare person or a massage person or meditation time, a walk to yourself, maybe with your dog or if you walk a cat or anything like that, walk your lizard. Um, whatever you're doing, I think if you have some downtime to self-reflect or meditate or pray or go to church or um, temple, whatever it is, I feel like that's the third like, key way to staying vibrant in yourself and your energy.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like now there's just the opportunity for intrusions to kind of impact our realities. And if I've learned anything, it's sustain your own lane. That's very important. Uh, but I really want to talk about something called cognitive dissonance. And I would love for you to expand on this topic because you have a really great video on your at Bradley Campbell uh, Instagram page. But just Why don't you share with us cognitive dissonance and how we can stay loving, compassionate, calm and not get worked up by the media?
1: Yeah, so cognitive dissonance is where some of your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, your values start to shift with the reality that you are now being presented with. So it's basically like I was doing something one way for a long period of time and then i learned that that was actually bad like maybe you were a parent in the 40s and you were spanking your children and then you know the next generation says spanking is really bad you have to come through that cognitive distance of like the cognition my thought of what i was doing was wrong or bad or not ideal or there was a better case scenario hindsight's usually 2020 20, but you have to come to terms with the fact that maybe what you thought about the world was not truthful or not accurate And that can be very hard for people to do. So when they're confronted with a reality that challenges their belief systems or their values or what they know about the world, especially if it's not one that's commonly held yet, if it's kind of like cutting edge or it's not full mainstream media or it's not full public dogma yet, it's very hard for some people to shake out of that old belief system and pattern. Um, And I guess how can we stay loving, compassionate and calm is by... Having more self-love and self-compassion and self-calm first. So if you don't really love yourself or you're not compassionate towards yourself, taking care of yourself, it's hard to admit that you made a mistake. It's the difference between shame and guilt. Because basically when you feel guilty um, or shame, it's sort of like I did a bad thing or I feel bad that I did a bad thing. But shame is more of like I'm a bad person because I did the wrong thing. Whereas guilt is more of like, well, I didn't do the right thing and that's not great, but it's not quite as bad as shaming yourself for it. So I think if you allow yourself some mistakes, some errors, allow yourself to slip up now and again, because we all make mistakes every single day, Um, it's all just part of being human. It's like, if you're not making a lot of mistakes, you're probably not pushing yourself as hard as you could be. So it's kind of like if you were to take just one class every semester, you might get straight A's, but you're gonna take 20 years to graduate from your school Whereas if you take as many classes as possible, you'll learn more, you'll help more people, you'll develop more, but you might slip down into the B, C, D category, but you'll still graduate. Maybe you might even fail a class, but that's not the worst thing in the world. So I think it's just allowing ourselves to realize that we're not necessarily loving or judging ourselves based on our outcomes, more on our intentions and who we are is determined by our beliefs and our intentions and our values and, yes, somewhat of our actions, but not necessarily the outcomes. So it means you're not a human doing, you're just a human being. And your worth comes from just the fact that you are alive, you are a being. Um, We can get into the spiritual sense of like just being here is a major gift from God in the universe. And that's enough love just to be a human. You could have been a mosquito, you could have been a rock, you could have been a fruit fly that lives for 24 hours, but you got to be a human being, which is amazing. So like, just cherish that, Um, love yourself, allow yourself the mistakes and the mess ups. And it's okay to be vulnerable and admit that you do mess up, whether to yourself first and then to others later. And I think just that sense of gratitude for life helps me to stay positive, loving, compassionate, and calm. And like the big picture perspective is I'm still alive. Like, yes, there are these micro failures that happen. Um, the media also, I don't get worked up by because they have to make a story in like an hour or less. Like they don't have a lot of time to research stuff. So if they did, the media would look different, but it would be so slow that it would be worthless. So I don't get mad when the media messes up. I don't get mad when I mess up because to me, those are micro failures. Whereas the macro success is just gradual growth and staying alive and, bettering myself and my community as bettering myself as a person, as a man, as a doctor, as a brother, as a son, and then bettering my community as well to teach and inspire others to do the same.
0: Absolutely. And when we're talking about community, we're talking about advocacy and 4%, all this stuff. And so right when all this stuff started to happen, I'm just going to be totally honest with you guys, my alarm bells were going off all for <laughs> And it's, what can I do behind the scenes to support my community? So I actually started to write a number of academic papers highlighting the importance of safety. And here on the podcast, uh, I'd love for you all to check out a previous episode called Fact Checking 101 that I actually made with my friend Katie Taipei. She is a professionally trained journalist. She's also my co-host on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. And that is a really great resource for you to always think about When we're looking at different products like skincare products, um, facial rejuvenation treatments, laser supplements, always make sure it's third-party independent lab tested. So some of the things we're seeing now, which yes, we are now hearing uh, experts talk about, we've we've made mistakes. So this is why we never wanna go for the bright, shiny object syndrome. And in my 10 and a half years, over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures in the space of aesthetic rejuvenation, life extension, anti-aging, living vibrantly, looking hot, feeling good, is that you always want to make sure that things have gone through the appropriate safety rigors. So this is what's going to happen with the cognitive dissonance is people are going to realize that they've made a mistake. And you did a fantastic video on your social media about all these golfers that were, you know hitting the golf balls that there was this uh, uh, remote control car with a horn on it and it was throwing them off when they went to go make their swing. And we're gonna be seeing more of that. So just give yourself some compassion when you are uh, maybe experiencing that for yourself or you're seeing people around you. Don't say things like, I told you so, but I gotta say this stuff that we're seeing play out now. Honestly, I was hearing about 15 years ago And uh, it's just interesting taking it from the observer standpoint. uh, I'd love for you to expand on that.
1: Oh man, there's so much to expand upon. Um, Let's see. Um, Yeah, I think trying not to go into the I told you so (laughs) phase is really helpful. Um, But there are a lot of people, like you said, where it takes years for things to really understand how it's going to affect us. Like you were saying, a lot of the cosmetics or injectables, you'll wait seven to eight years before kind of giving it your stamp or your own personal seal of approval. Um, a lot of things with childhood development, if we're talking about, you know, giving an injectable to a woman who's having a child, and then that child might not be wait nine months to be born. And then a couple of years before things kind of develop, or if we're talking about risks for immune system things or cancer, that can take five to 20, 30 years to develop. So it really takes a long time to sort of know the true safety of these things. And there's a lot of new things on the market that we just won't know long term effects for maybe a decade or more.
0: And the crazy thing, you know, we're talking about retinol, hydroquinone, benzoyl peroxide. There are certain ingredients in skincare, they're called actives, right? These actives can be very helpful for getting our skin to fight off free radicals or improve sun damage and all sorts of things and oxidative stress. But when we're talking about trialing these things on women of reproductive age, or say they have a bun in the oven, if you will, that's always been off limits in this space of rejuvenation and skincare and other rejuvenation products. So you really have to remember that. Um, Yeah, and it's it's just really important to kind of take a step back. So from your perspective, how can we make an impact right now? How are you trying to make an impact in the world to keep yourself positive and help others out as well? Uh, I have to say, when I share certain things on social media, I get a huge response from it. So I feel like uh, we are really the kind of silent majority right now. So if you're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm looking for people that are kind of thinking the same, similar to myself, I mean, you, you should be staying in your own lane for the most part. We're at a choice point in humanity. Everyone can choose to do this. You can choose to do that. No one's going to make you get Botox kind of thing, right? It's totally up to you. But how can we make an impact right now?
1: Well, are you, I have a question for you. Are you getting a good impact or feedback when you post things?
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. I would say keep sharing your belief system with the network that you have and that you trust. So whether that's your people you meet every day, day day-to-day life, like I went to a meeting of people in um, one of the suburbs in Libertyville, Illinois, just north of Chicago. And one of the ladies was just like, everybody I talk to. I impact them. I just like, she like braids them. She like yells at them almost and just like downloads information to them. And she's like, you know, not really everybody, but pretty much everybody she's meeting at the grocery store when she picks up food, when she has like her dry cleaning, whatever. She's talking about the pandemic. She's talking about the thing. She's seeing what they know and trying to help them learn a little bit more or give them resources. So like, that's one way to kind of warrior your way through it and make a huge impact. Um, you can also share things that are more positive and joyful and informative on um, social media, which is kind of what you and I have been doing and provides space that way for people. But I think just holding space for people you meet in real life is probably the best thing you can do because and doing stuff like we're doing now where it's a video as well, I feel like is very important. The vocal quality of having these conversations to me is very important. That's like how you make a good impact. But to make the biggest possible impact is to have a visual face to face, either virtually or especially in person, I feel like that's how you make the true impact because there's a great old BBC documentary that John Cleese, who is one of the Monty Python guys, like I'm a whole old, old Monty Python geek. From Love, my seen,
0: I saw a Monty Python show in Vegas once. and it, was, nice. it made me laugh so much. We need more laughter these days, don't me we?
1: We do. Yes, definitely. So there was a BBC documentary he um, was the lead on called Face. This was like maybe early 2000s. And, um, it was profoundly shifted my whole reality. Like it was that profound. And it really taught me that if you're going to communicate at all, it should about anything controversial, it should really be in-person face-to-face because 90% plus of our communication is not even the words I'm saying or how I'm saying it. It's your facial micro expressions, right? So it's like, am I smiling when I'm saying I'm going to kill you? Or is it like, I'm going to kill you? Or how are you actually doing that? So if you don't know what my face looks like, you don't really know what the true meaning of that is or what sarcasm may or may not be. Um, so the, the actual voice itself, though, the audio is the next like, you know, seven to 8% and only one to 2% is the written word, which is probably why it's so hard to be a Shakespeare or a really successful poet or author. is because you get misinterpreted when you're just texting somebody or writing something down. And the more you have a whole book, Or a giant blog post, the better. But if you're just tweeting something, you're just texting something, they're going to misinterpret it almost always. So I feel, unless they know you. So I feel like it's really helpful to have those conversations, especially if you're, you know, it's going to be a hot topic and you know that they might not react well. It's like, just please don't text it. If you want to make the impact, do it in person, it makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. And one of the things we're seriously missing out on right now is that human connection. And we need this, right? You know, our inner child needs to be hugged. We need to be touched. We need to make sure we're giving our skin the microbiome influences from other microbes that it needs in order to be tougher and actually deal with oxidative stress better because, if your body isn't resilient, you're going to age faster, your body, mind, spirit, energy are going to be a little bit more out of whack. And when we're talking about sharing knowledge, because one of the comments we had was sharing knowledge is a good thing. We got to be careful about that, right? So scripturally, we know that certain words can fall on deaf ears. And we have to also protect our energy. So this is kind of like a catch question, because we may feel like we want to be that digital warrior and send out all these articles, uh, information pieces to people that we know and that we love. But it's up to them to make their own choices. And that's kind of the beauty of this is that it doesn't have to fall on your shoulders. But for myself as a healthcare practitioner for you, I mean, when our alarm bells are going off, some of the things that we can do in next week, I've, I've actually had two appointments canceled by my local MLA. And this is the third time I'm getting rebooked. So I've been trying to meet with this guy for almost two months now, just to share some safety things that we talked about before we started recording, just to make things be a little bit safer. I actually, I have some pretty great insight uh, because of my background with rejuvenation. So that's kind of how I try and make an impact right now, I'll publish literature, talking about safety data, but really having people on like you to talk about living vibrantly and, and things like that. So you, you, have a really cool kind of like insight and perspective into it, like trusting our reality and staying present. How important is that, in your opinion, to trust our reality and live in a place of joy and happiness and not go into those lower vibration frequencies of shame and guilt?
1: Yeah. How can we trust our reality? Um, well, I think you... I don't know, I think just getting out into nature, like you have to get out into the world and the more you can touch people, probably the better. I mean, um, how do you trust your reality? It's just, I don't even know how to, you know, if you're not trusting your reality, it's kind of like one of the first signs of psychosis. So that is kind of tough. But I think staying joyful and happy is the key for that. It's like, how do you really stay happy. It's just surrounding yourself with happy people. Same thing, like watch funny movies, read funny books, follow people who bring you up, not down, um, and do things that you enjoy doing. So try not to um, just get home and maybe like turn on something to numb yourself out because that escapism is necessary. But at the same time, if you start to plan some more fun events, whether you have to distance or not, or go out of your house or not, whether it's like a tournament or a new volleyball league or a softball league or going on your four by four, whatever it is, whatever makes you happy. I feel like you have to just surround yourself with as much of that as possible, especially in a time when a lot of that joy and happiness is being limited by your government or our government or your city or town or the mandates that aren't fully legal. Anyways, um, if they're trying to limit it, you might as well do everything you can to kind of rebel and be as happy. It's like, if you want to rebel against what's happening, The best way to do it is to be the most healthy, vibrant, happy, joyful person that you possibly can be because then they can't really bring you down.
0: You know what? I love that. It's like when you have your body, mind, spirit, energy in check, you're going to be more resilient. You're going to be less susceptible to uh, interference, whether it's through your devices and the energetics that are coming through the apps and and all of that. So I really encourage you all to try and give yourself an off-grid day. If you have kids, do an off-grid day with them as well get into places where you don't even have cell reception so that you're not getting bombarded with Wi-Fi and all of that, because truly that makes such a big difference for myself. For a couple of weeks, I've been dealing with some stuff and I haven't been able to get that time away because I literally haven't been able to do it physically. And, you know, I really notice the difference when I'm able to do those things that bring me joy and happiness. And it's going to be different for everybody. It's going to look different for everybody. For my husband, who's a six-time pro world champion. I'm a kickboxer. For him, it's using and moving his body through martial arts. And that's how he expresses himself. And in uh, all of that. So I'd love for you to uh, let's just spend a hot second talking about freedoms. I have a really funny analogy here that with aging, it's much easier to maintain the quality of your skin than it is to try and regain it. So kind of read between the lines here, guys. And the same thing actually goes with freedom. So I'd love for you to expand on, we can even go there to things like Nuremberg Code and informed consent. I I think it's really important. Uh, Canadians, if you were to pull Canadians, probably less than 5% have actually read their Charter Rights and Freedoms and Bill of Rights uh, compared to the US where I think it's much higher. So I'd love for you to expand on that. Why do you Mm. think there's such a difference between Canada and USA right now?
1: Um, well, I think, a lot to unpack here, the difference between Canada and the USA, I would say, is possibly because of our history. Um, you know, Canada I don't know Canadian history as well as I do American history, but I know Americans were basically rebels um, fighting for their freedom from the very beginning. Um, rather than, like, being a colony, we were basically, like, breaking from England so I think built in our into our DNA and our culture is to be a rebel, to be either a cowboy or to be like a rebel motorcyclist or to be a rebel rock and roller. Like it's just built into the cultures to be rebellious. However, that sort of shifted in the tech era in the last 20, 25 years. I think part of that is because we've had it so good um, Pretty much since like 9-11, I guess, we've sort of started losing some freedoms. Um, there was like freedom of information and a lot of our security and privacy went away. And whenever there's a major disaster, trauma, um, terrorist attack or pandemic in history, pretty much whenever there's a major catastrophe or major fear-based event, the powers that be tend to do a power grab, like they take advantage of the situation to make more money or to take more power and control away from the people, to take more freedoms away in, you know, the office or like under the the label of, we're going to help you be more safe and more secure. And we're gonna basically risk some of your privacy and your freedom in order to keep you safe and keep things under control and make sure that you're protected. And people don't always want to get rid of their freedom. Like you said, it's much harder to regain freedom than it is Um, to lose it in the first place. Like it's easy to just sort of like, oh, it's just this, it's just that, it's not a big deal, it's just a mask, it's just the thing, Um, it's just a couple things, now it's just all the things, now it's 60 things, soon it's gonna be 120 things injected into children before they're out of school. So it's it's that slippery slope argument and the slippery slope argument is not always accurate, but it is what has happened this year in most countries. So this year, it's especially happening um, where it's kind of like if they can get you to do one thing, they'll just push you a little bit farther and a little bit farther, and everyone has to figure out what their boundary is as far as where they're willing to stick their flag. and say, I'm not willing to do this no matter what. I'm not willing to be forced to take a medication or I'm not willing to be forced to take an injectable in order to regain this freedom or that freedom or do this or do that or um, not willing to practice segregation or discrimination based on someone's medical history. I'm not willing to do this. Um, whatever it is, you kind of have to figure out where your boundary is and stand up for it. And, um, you also mentioned informed consent, which is a big one. Everybody not-
0: needs to read the Nuremberg code. If you, if yes. you are listening to this, you're like, oh, what's that? Huh? Okay. Do a Google search. Nuh-uh. Don't, don't use Google. Use DuckDuckGo, guys. Like, forget about Google. It's just showing you certain things that are then going to, uh, Then add to your already confirmation bias by based on your past history, it's going to show you more of the same. So using something like DuckDuckGo as a browser will be a little bit better to show you more unbiased information. It's a totally different algorithm. So read the Nuremberg code today. Check that out because incentivizing ice cream for kids to do this, that, the other thing is full on coercion. That is a yeah. huge issue. That's that was happening in uh, Toronto last week. And my friends in Ontario are just like freaking out. They're just like really worried about their kids. And, uh, you know, you need to call your local MLA. You need to call your cities where that might be happening and just simply share what might uh, be bothering you. Your feelings and and opinions are valid and don't feel shame about sharing them or that your opinions don't matter. It's really important to voice those right now. So Dr. Bradley Campbell, I love what you do. I love what you stand for. You do it in such a fun way. And I feel like you are living your life's purpose, you're staying active with your dogs and you're having fun and making people laugh in the process so those are kind of like my three top qualities for you that i think are giving you the bro glow and whenever i see a guy that's got this bro glow i always like to put them on the spot and make them blush a little bit but what would you say your top three blow bro glow tips are
1: (laughs) my blow 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 and grow um i think it would have to so be sorry. I had a
0: I had a concussion recently. So oh, no. my my uh, vision, my speech is a little bit slurred as well as my recall. So it's try not, not to make fun the... of me too much. <laughs> it's
1: not just a couple glasses of wine at lunchtime.
0: No, <laughs> I actually kick. barely even drink alcohol.
1: Me too. So that's probably one of my uh, bro glow tips. It is hard to say that like 10 times fast. So I think staying healthy, not putting a lot of sugar into your body is the main thing for me. When I have dairy, I instantly get acne. So I limit that to a bare minimum. So I think one is like, as far as skin glow, I think it's hydration and lack of sugar or things that turn quickly into sugar is very helpful. Then just getting enough sleep. I'm guilty of that from time to time. I think a couple of weeks ago, I was getting like four hours a night for a week or two. That was not great. And then as soon as I started sleeping more, um, my patients stopped asking me like, you look a little tired. Are you okay? (laughs) It's like, Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just like super busy pushing myself a little too hard, but I'm wide awake. I'm happy. But as soon as I started getting back to my usual seven and a half to nine hours a night, like that really brings out the the positive energy very quickly.
0: So that's two. What's what's the third one?
1: Healthy eating that. What else? I think just like playtime. You know, I play with my dog. I like run with him and chase him. You need play in your life. Like I often ask patients, what's, what fun do you have in your life? Like, what's the most fun for you? And that triggers some people because they're not having a lot of fun in their lives. But I feel like whatever you can do that's fun, whether it's a date with your spouse or your partner, whether it's some camping trip or getting back into nature or playing with your animals, I feel like we need to have play. Whether you learn a new skill, learn to juggle Maybe it's video games, if that's what you're into. But whatever it is, playing with something, playing with yourself, playing with other people um, is extremely helpful.
0: I love that. So, yes, I agree. The sugar, cut cut that stuff out. Y'all are sweet enough anyways. Get better sleep. And you can use the Aura Ring to actually track your sleep, see, you know what your light sleep, your your deep sleep, REM sleep, all that's doing your latency, uh, your heart rate variability. This is a really great tool. It's about 300 bucks to pick up the Aura Ring and you can actually turn off the Bluetooth mode as well. The Fitbits, Apple watches, I'm not as big of a fan of because you can't really turn that off. Uh, so less sugar, le- way less alcohol, guys. Really, if you're thinking like, oh, I'm stressed out, I'm just going to have a drink of wine or a cocktail, it's actually going to make you worse and it's going to tank your sleep. And yes, to having playful time, a lot of times I'll be in my four by and I come across this trail and I think to myself, is this going to be a good idea or am I going to regret this one later? Right. And and that's how I get the play. Right. It's it's kind of doing new things. And what that is, is it's really helping to develop neuro plasticity. Dr. Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden. they talk all about this stuff. I've had the pleasure of hanging out with them live during the day. But I love it. I love that you mentioned play and we need a little bit more of this. We're a little bit too kind of stuck in our work mode. And then when we're off work mode, we're like, what's going on in the world? Looking after the family stuff, you have to make time for play. So running around playing tag with your kids or cold therapy, that's actually a way I get kind of uh, fun in my life too. It's like, can I do it today? How long can I do it today? Am I a chicken today? Those are kind of some, some fun things. What are some biohacking things that you do? I'm, I'm just really curious.
1: Biohacking. I'm, yeah, I know biohacking is like huge. I like just the basic principles of like healthy living. Like I'm not a huge biohacker, but for me, it's like, goes back to the basics of like limiting alcohol, limiting caffeine. I have, I'm actually just put out a, um, on our website i think there's going to be a link today later today to buy like t-shirts that one of them which says do your drugs with a purpose and for me like the biohack is doing your drugs with a purpose so whether you talk about like the biohackers who are doing the low dose like medicinal mushrooms right or they're like biohacking with nootropics i really like qualia caffeine free is like a supplement that works Yep. so qualia is a good nootropic for people but i don't like the concept of being like reliant on them. So I think it's good to take breaks and it's good to do them with an intention and a purpose and not become reliant on caffeine or alcohol or marijuana or mushrooms, whatever it is. So I think that's kind of my favorite biohack. And then I like using adaptogenic herbs to biohack my way through things, things that have been around, you know, more than seven or eight years, probably more like 7,000, 8,000 years that we have great quality testing on it we'd say yes this is healthy for you this might even be healthy if you're pregnant or breastfeeding this might work for everybody and just the ancient time-tested stuff of touching the earth and getting sunlight on your skin is probably the best my favorite biohack is just like naps out in the sunlight and getting in water getting in natural water getting in nature and touching the earth is what I do every morning to biohack
0: Yeah, because we don't want to be too sweet. And we also don't want to be too positive. And if we don't ground ourselves, what happens? We get this buildup of protons in our body. Our mitochondria start to not work as great. And so when we contact Earth, that's what happens. We exchange and dump out those protons with the Earth. And then we get a little bit more of our uh, electromagnetic gradient. The other thing that's been happening a lot lately, and I have mentioned this in a past interview with Dr. Stacey Shillington, She's a naturopath out of Ontario, who is completely fed up with everything that's going on. So behind the scenes, we're like, "Oh my gosh, Jason, did you hear about this?" <laughs> we're like sharing sharing information and intel on the go. It's it's pretty funny, but um, you know, we really have to think about getting out in nature a little bit more and getting off of our devices, because something called the Schumann resonance, basically, there's been a lot of solar energy over the last couple of weeks. So like my girlfriend yesterday, she's like, whoa, I feel like I'm having an anxiety attack, or she was really nauseous. And she's super sensitive to electromagnetics. Uh, She's probably even more sensitive than I am. So some of us are. So if you're just kind of going throughout the day, you got your sleep dialed in, you're eating well, all that stuff. But you just feel a little bit strange pay a buck 39 get the Schumann resonance app and just check what's going on with the earth's energies and this can be a really great tool to also validate that you're not going crazy why are you feeling this way <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of people i know are using that app and it's pretty fascinating have you heard of it
1: i have yeah i have that one and like some solar flare one from nasa cuz those have been off the charts like higher than ever Um, lately. So it's been fascinating to sort of like feel that, feel astrological shifts and sort of feel full moons and all those things. Um, But yeah, I'm also somewhat sensitive to that stuff. I purposely moved to a high-rise downtown Chicago in like 28 stories up just to like feel the electromagnetic pollution, like the energy around me and learn how to control that. But it took a lot of months to sort of figure out how to feel everybody's stuff in like a quarter mile radius and then also like block it out at the same time but i moved in naively downtown chicago thinking that i could just go for walks and like say hi to everybody and make eye to eye contact be friends with everybody in this like major urban center and that was super draining and i had to figure out like how to protect my energy and one of the best things i did was unground myself and protected myself from like 28 stories up but then also connecting into lake michigan and reconnecting and getting that so it's like you can learn how to protect your energy on an airplane and kind of like ground in yourself when you're up flying in the air, which is a really fun, my, one of my favorite things is actually meditating on plane rides. I freaking love that, by great. the way.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you mentioned that because one of my healers I've worked with for the last 10 years, she's one of my like spiritual uh, mentors, energy mentors. It's like this whole community of all, all around the, the globe. Every Each month we get together for a meditation and I'll listen to them while I'm on the airplane and I'll just conk out. I totally feel you. And I've heard other people say that when you're flying, you can actually meditate in a slightly different way. And it's almost because you have this higher perspective, like, actually literally isn't that wild
1: totally yeah it happens to me all the time i've had like weird um like astral traveling things or like get the sweats and then have like some weird revelation that like i never had before so i i love inspiration from plane rides (laughs)
0: That's pretty cool. So let's talk about something here called cycles, right? So we got rhythms, we got cycles, we got the moons, we got the the Earth's rhythms. There's a, another really great app called Biorhythm 365, and you plug your birth date in it. And the, there's actually been like a Nobel Peace Prize winner on the topic of the Earth's biorhythms. So this stuff isn't woo. It's actually highly scientific. And we are living on a rhythmic planet. Women, we are cyclic beings. But I got to say, my cycles have been completely off the last probably three months. Literally, my bleed time switched from full moon to new moon. And it's, it's been really impacted. And I know that you've been talking about this concept. It starts with the S. We're not going to say the, the full word. But um, a yeah. lot of you tuning in... snake skin in- thing? <laughs> sure uh but it, you know you know how what like you need to exfoliate and shut off that dead skin yes yes so there we go read between the lines y'all um but i i do feel like i've actually um noticed a little bit of an impact on my cycle over the last few months and so many of my friends have as well so what are your tips for um you know we don't want to say keywords and stuff like that But what would be some of your tips for say women tuning in that are also noticing this and really wanna maintain their body sovereignty? Let's dive into body sovereignty right now.
1: Hmm. How to maintain your body sovereignty. So I think it's also goes back to the fundamentals of taking care of your health as much as possible. Um, Some of it is going to be out of your control. So sort of accepting that you can't control everything in your life is helpful Um, on a quantum level there's no way to fully avoid the impacts of what everyone in the world is doing, but there is a Newtonian level where you can distance yourself somewhat from certain people, if you would like, if they've been exfoliating a lot. But I think that, um, any type of antioxidant that is helpful with your cardiovascular system, any vitamin C with bioflavonoids, natural or otherwise, like fruit powders, Amla, um, my favorite is camu berry powder. Like an organic camu berry powder is really great for the cardiovascular system. Um, is all very helpful in potentially what is exfoliating from one person's skin to another person's skin and affecting a cycle. So there are people who talk about pine needle tea and pine tea, but I don't know if that's the logic behind that is not necessarily the best because what they're talking about in like a medication that then gets translated into the pineal is not necessarily the same biochemical compound. It's kind of like a synthetic versus a natural vitamin A. So the pineal tea may or may not be super effective, but it does still have a lot of antioxidants and really any type of antioxidant support is going to be helpful. Whether it's vitamin A, C, E, zinc, selenium, any of that food or otherwise is helpful. So just like a good more anti-inflammatory or plant-based or really high antioxidant diet is helpful and grounding and going to sunrise and sunset every day will help reset your natural cycles and your melatonin rhythm. So I, I love just watching the sunrise over the lake every day. If you can get some sunlight on your skin morning and night, that's very helpful for your eyes and your skin and your, all of your cycle rhythms.
0: We just wanna make sure that we do wear our sunscreen on every day that ends with a Y. And uh, make sure it's a mineral sunscreen, not a chemical sunscreen. If you guys need support with that, just send me an email info at Rachel Varga, Dossier. I'll get you all hooked up. Uh, but yeah, I love the idea of getting full body sun exposure. In fact, I have a supplement here that uses a very potent antioxidant called superoxide dismutase. We just had the founder of this French-based nutraceutical with over 15 years of third-party lab testing. Those are the types of products I like to use those with third-party independent lab testing. And if this is the first time you're hearing about that topic, why it's so important is because when somebody makes a product, say somebody just made this supplement, it's an omega supplement, they can say whatever they want on the ingredients, right? It might not actually be true. There might be trace elements of something else, or maybe there's a bad batch in the manufacturing process. The only way that uh, anything that is going to be um, not supposed to be in there will likely be detected by a third party source actually doing a batch test. So that's why I don't have a lot of faith in companies that are making and selling their own product and don't have any other uh, companies looking at the safety and efficacy. And that's what we want. We really want to make sure that we're using products that are both safe and efficacious. And we're really not seeing that with some of the things that are being rolled out right now. And I'm hopeful that things will continue to get better and better, more safe, um, more efficacious in the future, uh, t- you know, to give us protection for certain things, but it really does come down to you. So I love what you said about just maybe for women getting a little bit more in tune with the cycles of the earth and our circadian rhythms and some of the adaptogens that you mentioned. And you just share a ton of this information on your social media. So if you guys haven't hung out with Dr. Dot Bradley Campbell on Instagram, y'all need to follow him now. He's so much fun, and I'm just thrilled that you've been able to be on the show. So learn more about the latest research and more with Dr. Bradley Campbell at HealthAssuranceMovement.org. And I would love for you to give a plug to what is Health Assurance Movement and why do you love um, highlighting this option for people right now?
1: So. I started just getting I started living my dream life basically right out of school I had this amazing practice I got to take over that was already been there for 30 years so I was just like super fulfilled instantaneously it was great I worked for my butt off honestly to like do all the studying and training and things that I did but I just sort of like was like what do I do now so I went to started acupuncture school right before school ended. And then when that ended up, I'm like, what do I do now? So I read it. I wrote a book because the doctor whose practice I took over for was supposed to write a book. He didn't. So I kind of wrote his book for him. And my editor made me focus on adrenal fatigue. Then once I was done writing the book, I was like, well, now what am I going to do? I guess I'll start a nonprofit because I worked at Salvation Army and was helping people who were homeless and low income. And that's what I wanted to do in the Chicagoland area. But the pandemic happened right one month after I founded the nonprofit. So it was going to be how to teach people how to be healthy so that they, they could be assured they're healthy rather than just pay for insurance, which covers them when they get unhealthy. So it's like, how can you be assured you're healthy? And doctors help with functional medicine testing, but a lot of people can't afford expensive functional medicine tests that are hundreds of dollars just to do one round of testing or to do a three or $400 stu- or $600, or $800 stool test or whatever it might be. So. I was trying to find a way for people to start to self-help themselves into health and take all this valuable health information that people usually charge hundreds or thousands of dollars for a summit or their book or their program and just get it out for free to people because I felt like the more I could share, the more I could help more people. And if it was free, they would be able to share it with anyone that they want to, no matter what their pocketbook is like. And a lot of times people need the most health advice when they're at their lowest point in their life and they can't afford to come see me or you or whoever else is helping them. So that's why these podcasts are so great and giving back this information is the best thing you can do is bring awareness to this. So the way I was inspired to bring awareness was to make, I made 50, no, 32 different health quizzes for body systems in the body. And there's five primary ones that are already up. I believe they're already up right now actually on healthassurancemovement.org. So you basically sign up for free. It's like, you just have to give some information. The only reason we're doing like the provide your email is basically because we're trying to get rid of a bunch of trolls and robots and people like that who are sort of the negative Nancy's of the world who uh, you know have nothing to do but just come hate on stuff. But anyways, um, we're basically giving away free health quizzes and then self-care guides and educational material based on those quizzes. So if you think you have adrenal fatigue, you can take the adrenal quiz, and then there's self-care guides on how to start to heal your adrenals on your own, what lab tests you can take to a doctor or run on your own, what home tests you can do to manage how well your adrenals are doing, um, and you can retake the symptom quizzes as you heal yourself. So there's adrenal, thyroid, cardiovascular, I believe there's um, a liver one, and maybe like a a gut one as well. So eventually there's going to be 30 plus different quizzes and self care guides up there. And we're just putting up as much free educational content as we can possibly pump out to people.
0: Good for you. And let me know how I can support. And we just had Linda say good heart meant to be a doctor. So there you go. You got some some uh, feedback uh, with everything you shared on today's show. I just want to thank you for your time, Dr. Bradley Campbell, uh, Mm -hmm. for being here and just dropping some truth bombs, knowledge bombs and share this episode with someone you think that this message could resonate with as well. But I just really want to encourage everybody to kind of like Hold the line for hope. And this is something, the last little tidbit here, and then we're going to conclude today's episode. But how do you recommend we hold the line for hope right now?
1: I think thinking of someone in your life that is your hero or your highest form of yourself, whether that's God or Jesus or whoever you have the most hope in, whether it's your grandma. um, I mean, when they do alter ego personality training with like major athletes, a lot of times the athletes will go into their like superhero ego or their alter ego to basically like find a deeper sense of themselves. And I feel like having a part of yourself, that's like, I'm just going to be that crazy uncle that says whatever he says and doesn't care what other people think, doesn't give a flying F or I'm going to be my grandma. Who's like wise and a sage who just does what's right. No matter what, who always gave me hope when I was a kid, like whoever that person is, your band director or your favorite teacher or professor or your parent, I think kind of like getting into that other sense of like what your personal alter ego could be is a way that I give hope. Like my grandma whose house I'm in now, um, she always brought me hope. So she's someone where I look up, I'm like, what would she have done, right? Like what would Jesus do? What would grandma do? What would God do? What would Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or Santa Claus do? Whatever your thing is, um, whoever you believe in or whoever you trust, I think that's how I hold hope. And I know that the world is getting better because you can focus on the micro, but when you really look at the big picture, the world is getting better. Um, childhood death rates are going down. Um, slavery is going down. Poverty is going down. World hunger is going down. Like Things are somewhat getting worse in some ways, but overall, I do believe that the world over the last decade has improved. In every decade, things have, from a humanitarian standpoint, just been getting better. So keep the big picture in mind and just... Even when you have no one around you, you can still have people who are hopeful, your heroes, your superheroes in mind as well.
0: I think that was very eloquently shared so thank you for those closing words and you guys can learn all about Dr. Bradley Campbell at healthassurancemovement.org and also on his Instagram dr.bradleycampbell and uh, you got some backup accounts and you share all about that stuff online and, and it's just important for you to know if you're like whoa what happened to this person sometimes stuff happens Anyways, uh, thank you everyone for joining us today. This was a really fun conversation. Just grateful for everybody taking this journey with me. I'm here to support you all as best I can. I learn just as much from speakers here, from my clients, community, loved ones, all of the time. So this is how we share through our voice, through our video and making sure we're getting that connection in really beautiful ways and holding the hope, staying in that joy, peace, happiness, hope type of vibration. If you catch yourself slipping into things that are happening in headlines, just, you know, be aware and observe but maybe don't integrate that energy. So you can learn about today's show in the show notes below or at rachelvarga.ca forward slash blog. And if you would like to work with me one-on-one, that information is available at rachelvarga.ca. Use promo code podcast15 for 15% off working with me. But otherwise, just keep uh, taking in this free content here on the Rachel Varga podcast. And thanks so much for your time, Dr. Bradley Campbell, and have a great day, everybody.
1: All right.